Hi and welcome. It's Kayla Ambrose and I'd like to welcome you back to the Kayla Ambrose Show. I want to give a big shout out of thanks and appreciation to all my new listeners. I've heard from about 15 of you so far and I really appreciate the support and encouragement. It's been a few years since I've had a podcast and it feels good to be back. I love to talk about a lot of things, metaphysical, spiritual, paranormal, you know the drill. So it's going to be a mixed bag as things come up and I talk about them. And always, I listen to your comments and your questions. So if you have some, send a question to me. Go to exploreyourspirit.com and use the contact form there to send me your questions. And I'll try to answer them here in the podcast. I like to talk about current events as well and about the holidays and rituals around them. And here we are coming up to Thanksgiving. Now, I have to say as a holiday, Thanksgiving itself, based on the premise of the story that was told to us, how uh, the pilgrims were so thankful, not sure I'm really buying that piece of history there. That sounds like a good bit of uh, public relations, trying to smooth some things over and not really telling the real story. So I can't say I'm a, I'm a purist in that way and that I really uh, dig Thanksgiving. But I do like the idea of Thanksgiving, meaning a day to come together to celebrate, a day to be in gratitude, a day to tell others that you appreciate them. And so I think there's a way we could take this holiday uh, and make it more of a conscious celebration. Let's turn it into something new that welcomes everyone and everything and brings us into focus more. So how about three steps to awaken connection and transformation at Thanksgiving? And you can do this with family or you could do it with friends if you wanted. And what I think would be so powerful about this dinner is if it led to real conversation and connection. Imagine having empowering conversations where you're creating the opportunity for every guest that you invite to reflect on the good in their lives and then to reaffirm their commitment to go forth after the dinner and to create new dreams based on what they were grateful for and what they'd like to see more of. So as you gather around the table for Thanksgiving, imagine if you took these three concepts, gratitude, reflection, and abundance. I'm thinking about this in a mind, body, and spirit connection. We symbolize abundance at the dinner because it's a feast. It's it's the body, and we are enjoying the delicious foods that are made and uh, the way everything smells and tastes. It's a feast for the eyes. The body really enjoys the dinner. And then as we're talking and sharing with others, we express our gratitude, which is the mind. We're opening up and thinking about all the good that's been in our lives, all the things we should be grateful for. And we share those with everyone seated around the table. Next, in connection with spirit, comes reflection. And reflection is looking back at the year and what we've experienced and how we've grown. We are souls here having a human experience. And so as we take the time to consciously look at this and to embrace our journey, not our destination, but our journey, that reflection really helps us put things in order and in place. 
So if you've been following or studying with me for a while, you know I love to share tips like this on how we can continue to grow spiritually along our sacred journeys. And the holidays as I teach, especially in my Wise Woman course, which is a one-year course based on rituals and holidays and the seasons and the way to really deepen your experience with them, I like to supply lots of opportunities and ideas to do so. So back to Thanksgiving, let's say you've probably got your Thanksgiving dinner arranged and now you're mindful of the gratitude of the love and the laughter and life and the goodness in your life. So my job here is, as I call myself, as your travel guide to the other side, is to share some tips with you on how to take this journey deeper and immerse your spiritual self into the experience. So we have a consciousness. There's our consciousness, our subconscious, and our higher consciousness. And in the mainstream consciousness, we hear people complaining. They complain about everything. But on Thanksgiving, they complain about the day. They complain about the stress of travel. They complain about family members that quarrel. Uh, They complain about the dinner, what they like or don't like. You don't really need me to give you a whole list of things. You know what people complain about on any holiday, Thanksgiving included, uh, including what your family and friends may complain about. But what if now, what if instead, let's take that energy and let's turn it around. Let's engage and try to get everyone to be in the moment. And let's start with step one, which is gratitude. In the spirit of thanks and in the spirit of giving, take time before the Thanksgiving dinner, maybe the evening before, take time in your thoughts and in your meditation practice, if you have one, to offer gratitude to each person you met this year, whether the encounter, now here's the challenging part, whether or not the encounter was positive or not, offer thanks and gratitude to this person. Because this person appeared in your life to teach you something. So when you change this around, you own the experience. You own the energy from it. You release anything negative from it. And you say, I let go and I let the good. Only the good is coming to me now. And so with this conscious act and intention, you are tuning into your personal power with this act. And you are stating to each person in your life, Thanks for giving. You are acknowledging that you are a spiritual being who is on a journey and who is learning from every person, place, and experience. So by doing this, each person who created an experience and an impact on your journey is honored at the soul level. While you may not have enjoyed the experience of each person, you learned from it. And in this act of soul wisdom and deeper understanding, you energetically change each experience into gratitude. This is working with your higher self. This is being in your higher consciousness. This is beginning to master the human experience. This is you standing in your power, owning every bit of it, owning who you are, what you're here to do, what your purpose is, and understanding that each moment is an opportunity to grow and to evolve. 
The next step is reflection. And in life, it's difficult to fully understand what we have not personally experienced. Thus, the journey of life is one of seeking experiences. And from experience comes knowledge. And with knowledge, as I call it, applied knowledge, then opens up into wisdom. In order to help us have more experiences, all people we encounter simultaneously become both our teachers and our students. By honoring the experience of every person we meet, whether that meeting was positive or negative, each moment becomes sacred with personal, divine, soul growth value, representing all encounters, and all of these encounters then present the opportunity to learn and grow. When we gather the wisdom from these experiences, we have harvested. And when we take the opportunity of thanks for giving to release this energy, we are pruning back the branches so that we are ready to begin a whole new year with a clean slate. By letting go of our negative limiting thoughts and actions, what has been reaped and sown, we change the future by manifesting an open, positive, and receptive atmosphere to bring new ideas, experiences, and energy to fruition. Of great importance in this time is to remember that the only constant in life is change. Life-altering events will occur, choices are made, and actions are generated on a daily basis. And while the past cannot be altered, the bountiful harvest of wisdom gained from each experience is truly a gift. As we know, life can present us with great tragedy and tremendous joy. And with a discerning mind, an open heart, and a willing spirit, we can locate the wisdom and insight within ourselves to now consciously plant seeds for our future. Step three is abundance. And if you want to pay this mind, body, spirit, thanks for giving forward, ask your friends and family to join in on what you're working to understand on this higher consciousness level. To connect your guests with the spirit of the celebration, ask them to bring an item that signifies what they have, quote, harvested. And by harvested, I mean what they have learned, experienced, or loved in their life this year. For example, your guests could bring something symbolic to the dinner. One could bring honey, which signifies they've learned to love and appreciate the sweetness in life. At dinner, ask each person to share what they have learned this year regarding gratitude, abundance, growth, or creativity, and then offer a toast to each experience with red wine or apple or grape juice. Enjoying this dinner with friends and family can lead to empowering conversations, creating the opportunity for each guest to reflect on the good in their lives and to reaffirm their commitment to go forth and to create their dreams in the new year. Can you imagine creating a Thanksgiving dinner like this? Look at you. Here you are. You're mastering this journey. You're getting it. So you, my dear sweet friend, have got this. You are getting your master's degree and thank you and love you. Those two universities, you've got it. I'm wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving, one that's filled with love, 
laughter and light, and of course, a little bit of wisdom from experience. Because if you're here listening to this podcast, you are a wisdom student. You've connected with me. Your past lives remember that you studied the ancient wisdom like what I teach in ancient Egypt, in ancient Greece, in India, Lemuria, Atlantis, all those times before. And something has drawn you here to study with me now and to listen to this podcast. So I invite you to find out more through my books, my website, exploreyourspirit.com, my online courses, and of course, listening to the podcast. Now, because I'm encouraging you to go master level, I want to go a little deeper if you're ready into what else you could do for Thanksgiving, what I call the attitude of gratitude. This is a deeper, uh, if you've read my nine lessons book, you know, there are levels to growth as a mystery school student. And this is more of an initiate into an adept level. So each November for the entire month, I practice a form of mindfulness that I describe as living in the energy of gratitude. For the entire month, I wake up each morning expressing my thankfulness for people, places, and things in my life. I challenge myself to find different and unique and new things to be grateful for each day, and I never repeat the same ones for the 30 days in November. I continue being in the state of mind of being all day and in the evening reflecting upon how many things I have to be grateful for each day. This is what I describe as level one of my practice. Level two is when I reach out to people in my life during the entire month of November and have a direct conversation with them, thanking them for being in my life and explaining to them what I appreciate, what I love, and what I respect about them. I engage in this practice for the entire month of November, and it often shocks people as I share my thoughts and feelings with every person I see every day. It could be a clerk at the store, to a good friend, a stranger walking by, or even to a customer service agent on the phone who I'm reaching out to with a problem. I then take this practice a step further into level three, where I engage in random acts of kindness, finding new and different ways each day to do something kind. Sometimes it's for people I know, sometimes it's for random strangers, and many times it's anonymous for me. The acts vary in scope, from grand gestures sometimes to a simple kindness. It's living in a state of grace, allowing love and gratitude to flow freely from me in each moment. Because gratitude is the best attitude. I began this practice over two decades ago, thinking it would be a good way to train my mind to see the good in each day and to follow the teachings that I share with my students in my nine life-altering lessons book. That teaching is, all that happens, happens for good. This lesson requires students to expand their thought process and open to the possibility that no matter what challenging situation befalls them, there is some good coming from that experience. It is life-altering when one begins to change their perception and the emotional reaction to what is occurring around them. While I knew that practicing this act of mindfulness for a month at a time would build up that muscle in my mind to be aware of the bountiful gifts that are always being offered to me, I was also surprised to discover some of the other aspects of this practice as they appeared. 
By living in a state of gratitude, after several days, it became much easier to see how every moment offered something to be thankful for. It also had the side effect of raising my mental and emotional energy fields, which I knew it would, but I was delighted to see how many new good things, people, places, opportunities, special moments, conversations, encounters, and meetings were brought into my life as my thinking shifted and my energy rose. These things that I knew would happen, but what surprised me was how my patience grew. I'm not always known for my patience, but as I lived in gratitude, I seemed to instinctively take a breath and pause before reacting to any situation. In that breath, I observe what is occurring around me, seeing the bigger picture of what is happening between me and the experience with a person, place, or thing. That simple beat, that moment, alters my emotions to process without reacting, and it gives my mind the time to process the event and then to select what feels like the best response that is the most beneficial to all in the situation. It's being in the now and in the bigger long-term picture as well. I invite all of my students to practice this art of living in gratitude during the month of November, and their responses over the years have been amazing. They've had side effects including lifting them out of their anxiety and sadness, and opening their thoughts to new ideas. Their kind thoughts reaching out to others multiplies back to them, and many have found that their lives have changed in this month, with new job offers, unexpected wealth sources, health challenges easing up, help in situations from strangers, and so many other wonderful stories. It's the holiday season, and like I've been saying, Thanksgiving is upon us. It's on the way. And this year has brought more challenges to any of us than we could have imagined really the past few years, right? Perhaps the way to turn this year around is to live in the attitude of gratitude. Couldn't hurt, I'll say that. So if you'd like to try it, I'd love to hear from you. Then you know you really are working as a wisdom student. If you're enjoying this podcast and you want to listen to more, I invite you to subscribe here, clicking on the button below so that you never miss a new episode as I release them. Also, I have a free newsletter uh, on my website, exploreyourspirit.com, where I invite you to sign up for the free newsletter, and I show you how to redesign your life from the inside out. I share how mystical spirituality and intuitive awareness can help you live your best life. I also share tips how to do this in the mundane material world as well, Besides being a psychic, an author, and a wisdom teacher, I'm also an interior decorator, and I give you tips on how to make your home sacred space, how to make it your temple, and how to have it radiate energy uh, that's as powerful as your energy is within your aura. Your home is your temple, and it's very important that it's able to do this for you as well. So subscribe to that newsletter if you'd like on exploreyourspirit.com. Now, here we are moving into these holidays, and I talked a little bit about Halloween and uh, the dinner with spirit that I love to do around that time. Here we are now talking about Thanksgiving and how to completely change that energy. Imagine changing things like we've talked about here. Even if you start with the dinner and you decide to make it a more open and loving and sharing space, and to get everyone to 
go around the table and offer up something that they're grateful for. And I know some people try to do this saying, okay, say what you're thankful for. And people sometimes will begrudgingly do it. But maybe you can change the conversation this year. And if your family has a sense of humor, why don't you put some funny questions in a bowl? You can write them on little pieces of paper, pass the bowl around at the table, and everyone has to pick a question from the bowl. And the questions could be funny as, what's the worst thing that happened to me this year? And why am I thankful for it? Or what's the most embarrassing thing that happened to me this year? And how can I be grateful for that experience? It might be interesting the people that you think that are the most curmudgeonly in the family, how they might open up and want to share about it. People want to be heard. We all want someone to listen to us. We all want to be respected. And we all want to know that we're not going through things alone. So this is a real opportunity to do it. And for some of us, our families just aren't open to these types of conversations. And so many of us have also taken to the new tradition of having a Friendsgiving, where we have a dinner with people that we really want to spend time with and just enjoy being with them and having a different conversation than we might have at the family gathering. So if it doesn't work with your family, try it at your Friendsgiving. Another thing I really suggest at Friendsgiving is it is fall. So as I teach in the Wise Woman Wisdom teachings, which are the ancient ways, that when we do things that connect with the seasons, they're more powerful. Fall is the time where we plant seeds. This is where you really take stock of what you wish to have happen in the new year, what new goals and dreams and wishes you really hope bloom and come to fruition in the spring of the new year. So it's a great time also to give everyone a little piece of paper and have them write down a wish or a dream or a goal that they would like to manifest and to visualize and to see happen in the spring of the new year. And then what you can do is have some tiny little clay terracotta pots and a little bit of, of soil for everyone. And you want to give everyone a package of seeds and base the seeds that the type of plant they are to the plant would be the right size for the planter that you're putting them in and invite everyone to gather around, maybe out on your deck out back and to put a little soil into their uh, clay pot and then to take the seeds and to first put them in their hand. And holding them between their hands to hold on to those seeds. And now let's take a deep breath and surround themselves with the pure white light and ask that only the highest and best be made manifest through into these seeds. And then to state what their wish or their dream is and to imagine that energy pouring into those seeds. And then they pour the seeds into the soil in their pot and then pour a little bit more soil on the top and add a little bit of water. And each person at the end of your Friendsgiving takes that little pot of theirs uh, home with them and they nurture it uh, over the winter and into the spring to watch those seeds bloom. And it's a way for them to visualize when they see the pot every day to think about the little seeds that are growing inside 
and what will come with enough attention, with enough care, and with enough manifestation. I like to do this every year with an amaryllis. And if you're an amaryllis flower lover like me, you know when you get it at Christmas, it's just a bulb. It's just a bulb in dirt. And it takes the amaryllis quite a while to bloom. And so you don't know what color it is or what it's going to be, what it's going to do. And you're watering it and you're taking care of it. And then sometimes it can take all the way to Valentine's Day before it fully blooms. The stalks come out um, and shoot forward. And then finally you get these gorgeous blooms. And again, you don't even know how many blooms it will be. One, two, or three. One time I had four. Uh, what color it'll be. But it's so fun and I use that every year to visualize what I want to create uh, and what I hope for the new year and what my goals are. And then I see how many flowers actually uh, come out from this plant showing me how many of my wishes and dreams and goals will be successful and which ones to focus on. So in some ways, it's a lesson of patience and that it takes time for things to grow. It's a lesson in attention and visualization and manifestation that we have to give things energy every day and cultivate it and care for it. Uh, in order to help it blossom and grow and to understand that these things take time. So you could do an amaryllis bulb if you wanted for everyone and give them their bulb to plant into a pot. That one's a really fun to see it blossom and, and grow. It's such a beautiful flower. Or you could do the seed packets if you like, and you could pick, pick seeds that are meaningful to each person in a way that really connect with them and what their goals are. You could get a whole bunch of packets of seeds from a garden supply place and then let people pick the seeds according to what the meanings are. Write out the meanings for them. What does marigold mean? What does this flower mean? What does this plant mean? And the person could then pick the seeds that kind of match the goal they're looking to create. You could go as far as you want with this, uh, as far as your creativity would like to take you. But I think it's a wonderful gift to send your guests home with and a way for them to really understand what it takes to make something that they're dreaming about happen. Fall is the time where we do this, where we plant seeds of hope, where we look back at what we've harvested over the year, what we've reaped and what we've sown, as the old farmers would say. And it's a time to step back and reflect and to look at this and say, how are we going to grow some things that we love even bigger and better? And what are we going to cut back on that's not working, that's slowing down our growth? What are we going to prune away from ourselves? And then to think about what we could be doing better. Are there new techniques? Are there new attitudes? Are there new beliefs? Are there new actions that we could do to make things go even better, faster, stronger? This is the power of this time in the fall. And when I teach this in Wise Woman course, I say that it really starts at the fall equinox in September. And that's another powerful time to do it. So if you like this idea and you want to try it, but Thanksgiving's too busy of a time, try it at the fall equinox. I really suggest that's a great time for our Friendsgiving as well. That's the time where the energy on the other side is the most ripe for Thanksgiving, 
for reaping and harvesting. That's really when we used to celebrate it in the ancient times, was at the fall equinox, not at the end of November, which was created by a U.S. president not that long ago. He just picked that date as a holiday that might work. So if you don't feel it and it's too much of Thanksgiving, try it next year on the fall equinox. It's very powerful. I highly recommend it. Okay, well, with that in mind, I'm going to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving, however you celebrate it, with friends, family, loved ones. And I hope you will take that attitude of gratitude in mind for the dinner. And if you're really wanting to go further, try my month-long practice from November 1st all the way through of finding something to be grateful for and being in that place every day. As always, I'd love to hear from you if you tried it. Take care.